percent righteousness. Yo, Angelo Yee, I love you. Fifty percent ratchetness. Other ratchets to sit down. This is becoming the most prominent form for him. Wake your ass up. Yeah, it's early in the morning, but they told me it was y'all. I said, oh, hell yeah, I'm getting up. The world's most dangerous morning show. DJ Envy. Your people's choice. Angela Yee. I'm a sweetheart, but I've got you. Charlamagne the God. Prince of Prince of People. I can't believe you guys are the best, kid. Collectively known as Breakfast Club, bitches. Yo 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Oh boy, Charlemagne the guy. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. Yee talk. Speak, please. Check, check. Yeah, you good now. Good morning. It's Monday. Back to the work week. Good Back morning. Back to the work week. How are y'all? How y'all feeling today, man? I'm feeling pretty good. How you feeling? How's everybody out there in the world feeling? I you know. It's a regular dragon Monday. You know, you wake mm-hmm. up in the morning and you turn the windshield wipers on and it's not even raining. That's how Mondays be feeling. <laughs> you know what I mean? But That's, we here. But it's raining today. A little bit. Raining today. Now, Dramos, you got your uh, first shot Sunday. Your, your, your first uh, vaccine shot. How, I did. How was that? It's got a little sore. Your arm is uh, sore, right? Yeah, my arm is sore, but uh, but other than I feel good. Okay. Easy process. I was in and out in about half hour. Yeah. All right. Yeah, my. I know, you was limping a little bit this morning when I saw you. When I first walked in, you was limping. I was like, "What's wrong? Why almost got a hump back?" Man, shut up. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, when you take your first shot, they say that your arm gets sore. My arm got extremely sore, and they said sometimes that with the second shot. Uh, sometimes it's, it, it makes you a little sick yeah, for I'm some people. For that. Yeah, so but it's the same as the first shot. The first shot and the second shot is the same shot. Mm. It's just a booster shot. So well, that's good. If all of y'all get vaccinated, then I'm good. I don't gotta get it, right? Y'all be in here straight. You might need to get it though to travel. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. yeah, they haven't made that a, a, a rule yet. They haven't made it a rule yet. As yet. I don't think they will though. They don't. I don't think they'll do that. Mm. But we'll see. Yeah, probably, but probably, the Johnson and Johnson one is about to be available. They said as early as tomorrow. You only need one shot with that, and they don't have to refrigerate it un- mm-hmm. in those crazy conditions. They said it's less effective than the others, though. Yeah, it is mm-hmm. less effective. But they said they're studying to see if they give you a second one, if that'll boost the effectiveness of it or something. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news. What are we talking about? Um, I mean, I guess we can um, discuss that. Also, let's talk about Cuomo, mm-hmm. Governor Cuomo in New York. Uh, now there is a couple of women who are accusing him of being inappropriate and of harassment. Okay. And we got some special guests joining us this morning. We have uh, Mark Lamont Hill. He'll be joining us. He has a new book. We'll kick it with him about that. Okay. And also new artist Fredo Bang will be joining us. So we'll kick mm-hmm. it with him as well. All right. So let's get the show cracking. This front page news is on the way. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting? Well, let's start with a second former aide has accused Governor Andrew Cuomo of sexual harassment. Now, the first woman on Wednesday, Lindsay Boylan, described several years of uncomfortable interactions with Governor Cuomo, including an invitation to play strip poker on a government airplane. Cuomo has denied those allegations in an initial response. Uh, He also talked about 
Miss Bennett. Now, um, Miss Bennett, Charlotte Bennett, she's a 25-year-old former aide to Cuomo, told the New York Times that he asked her inappropriate personal questions, told her that he was open to relationships with women in their 20s, and she said that he left her feeling like he wanted to sleep with her. He never made any physical advances, she said, but he did, she did describe a meeting in his office where he talked about being lonely during a pandemic. He said he can't even hug anyone. And then when she said she couldn't hug her parents, he was like, no, I mean, really hug somebody. And then she also said she was talking to him about her experience as a sexual assault survivor. And he seemed fixated by the revelation. She also told a friend via text message the way he was repeating you were raped and abused and attacked and assaulted and betrayed over and over again while looking me directly in the eyes was something out of a horror movie. She said, I felt like he was testing me. Now he has denied... Um, that well, he said he believed he was acting as a mentor and never made advances toward Miss Bennett. He said, nor did I ever intend to act in any way that was inappropriate. He also went on to say that things may have been interpreted as unwanted flirtation and he apologized for that. And he also promised an investigation. First, he had said he would appoint a former federal judge to lead an inquiry, but backtracked after he said, after critics pointed out that he had close ties to one of his advisors. And then he said he would ask Letitia James, who is the state attorney general, and Janet DeFiore the chief judge of the court of appeals to select an independent and qualified lawyer to review the allegations yeah you can't pick the person that's going to be investigating you no uh, you know no, that, that would seem pretty sketchy don't you think mm-hmm. absolutely now i was, right, I was so- reading too that that this may uh impact uh governor cuomo's political future and we hear these stories of politicians involved with like these these sex related scandals all the time. I mean, Biden had them, Trump had them. So how do they decide who they want to like resign and who gets to have a political future in that? Um, in, ca- in cases like this, mm-hmm. I don't know. You have to watch how it plays out and see what happens. I mean, it's uh, I don't know. It's difficult. Mm. And there's so many people that have al- different allegations against them that still continue to go on and. I'm president and it's happened it happened like you said to Trump it happened to Biden that's what I'm saying I just wonder how I wonder yeah. how they decide who they want to resign and who gets to have a political future and that hmm. cause I was reading that yesterday like oh he you know his political future is up in the air right now right I think it also depends on the response and are there other women who are going to come forward and you know it's just hard to say and uh, like he was saying, he feels like he wasn't flirting, but he apologizes that she misinterpreted as flirtatious. But it's definitely inappropriate conversation. Oh, 100 mm-hmm. percent. At the least, at the minimum. Especially when you're All in right. a position of power like him. Live Nation CEO Michael Rapinoe says that he believes that large scale U.S. concerts could start in midsummer with a 75 to 100 percent capacity. So he posted uh, with more. Artists than ever wanting to tour and fans eager to make up for lost time. All signs point to even more concerts ahead. Thank you to all of our Live Nation employees for their endless resilience and creativity. None of this would be be possible without you. It looks like it could happen. I hope so. I mean, I just hope that, you know, Mm -hmm. will people be willing to go out like that with 75%? I don't know. I mean, I think for, for people who got the, who actually get the vaccination... I just don't know how I feel about people anymore. You know what I'm saying? For somebody who deals with anxiety, the way I deal with anxiety, I like not having to be around, you know, large crowds of people. I really thoroughly enjoy it. But I mean, I was like that before the pandemic. Right. You know what I mean? You're not really going to concerts. Yeah, I wasn't showing up to these large events like this either. But the the vaccine is not 100% effective, though. Right. Even when Fauci was saying that you can be around other people who have the vaccine, but he's not saying you can go be around everybody. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They're saying still wear masks. So it's not like you got the vaccine and you could be like, all right, I'm out chilling, though. Right. Not- I'm doing that anyway. I've, I've already made up my mind. Even after we're 
past this for whatever that looks like. I'm still wearing masks like when I go to the airport and stuff. Yeah, me like too. That. Yep, as well. Yeah, me as well. Salute to all the uh, Asian people who was ahead of the curve, mm -hmm. and we used to look at y'all and be like, "What the hell? They know that we don't." Well, <laughs> now we, we know. all know. Yeah, we all okay. know. All right, well, that is your front page news. All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Let's go. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's going on, Envy? This is Brian out of Houston, man, with the Pocket USA. Hey, what's up, brother? How's it going? I'm doing good, man. Good morning, Charlemagne, Angela. How you guys Peace, doing? King. I hope you had a great weekend. Same so, to you. Envy, I, I was just making sure you got the package that I sent for your son, man. I sent him the pocket up to the radio station. I'm just making sure you see. Yes, I did. I did get it. And for people that, that don't know what you talk about, explain what you, what you created. So the product that I created is for us, for just in case if you get pulled over by the police, you will already have your license and insurance in this pocket. So all you do is roll your window down and attach it to the outside of your vehicle. So as the police officer is walking up, he will already have your license and insurance on the outside of your vehicle. He will see both hands visible on the wheel. So now he can be in a comfortable state of mind. And you as a driver can feel a whole lot safer knowing you don't have to move or reach for anything and then be accused of moving or reaching for something that's going to harm you. You've told us about so this before, it. King. Yeah, no, no. He just sent right, it to us. Right. He just he said, he oh, make got sure you, he got, got it. Yeah, I got it, though. And, I, and, I, and, I, and I, I'm going to give it to my son this week. And just tell him, man, just as soon as he get it, put the insurance in there. And every time he get in his vehicle, make sure he put his license in there, keep it in the cup holder, keep it in the visor. So if he do ever get pulled over, they got to do less movement and just put it on the outside of his door, keep his hands visible, and he don't have to move and get back home to his family. All right, brother. I, I think you, I think it's a great idea, but it's gonna take some getting used to. Because if I was a cop, that would look suspicious as hell to me when I see somebody just throw something out the window and hang it on the window. Like, what the <laughs> hell was that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Especially in the dark. Hello, who's this? Fabian. All right, get it off. What's get happening, Kings? First, I want to say good morning to y'all. Listen, y'all, every morning on the way to work. Good I morning. really appreciate the information you guys put out, Charlemagne. I've really grown to actually agree with you a lot these days. First, I didn't. But I see a lot of growth from you, brother, so I really appreciate that. Thank you, King. Uh, Angela Yee, that, that story that you was just saying about the, I, I missed part of it, the political guy who's getting brought up on charge. Cuomo, Governor Cuomo in New York? Yes, got it, got it, got it. It's, it's becoming a problem because how is it that people meet each other or start relationships without some type of flirtation? If it's not something as far as a, a threat of your job or just being belligerent or ignorant about it or whatever, why is it such a problem? that a man flirts with a woman just say, hey, I'm not interested in move on. Well, you can't do that in the workplace, especially in your position of power. And then she did say she felt like her job was on the line if she didn't have these conversations. So you just can't have inappropriate conversations like that at work. Yeah, and I, and I get the threat. If you threaten a job or something like that, I get it. But truth be told, I would say probably 60% to 70% of relationships start in the workplace. Well, uh, listen, it's a touchy thing you know if you're in a position of power, and especially if someone's not trying to have that conversation with you and they're uncomfortable, right. then totally don't do it. Yeah, yeah I, mm -hmm. I got that. If, you, if you're pushing the conversation, I get it. But if it's flirtatious, oh, he flirted with me. Oh, my God. And you, might, like and you might look at it like flirtatious, and she might look at it as harassment. Right. So I, I guess a lot of guys out here are going to get put up on charges because it's just going to keep going because I see a lot of guys flirt with women. And uh, I, I just want to tell you right now, and anybody listening, just don't do that. 
Don't do that in the workplace. Do not flirt with somebody. Just mind your business. Do your job. Keep it professional. I, I get what he's saying on the line, though. He's saying because you're at work eight hours a day. You know what I mean? You, you're probably traveling three three hours a day, four hours a day, and an hour and a half to work, an hour and a half back. So the most time you spend is around coworkers. So if you see a coworker that you like, but I guess I guess what, what you're saying, you just you can't do that in the workplace. Like Yeah, right, that's, that's just my advice. Just don't do it. You, you can't do it, but I guarantee you, if he was a younger man that was attractive, she wouldn't have a problem with it. Yeah, but the other problem is when it's somebody in a position of power that has authority, and then you feel pressured to do anything, you can easily say, look, hey, that was it? inappropriate. I didn't know how to react to that. You just don't know. So well, I, especially like if, if there's interns that work at your office and you're trying to do certain things, you can't do things right. like that. And why are we always trying to find right ways to do the wrong thing? Like, how many more examples do we need to see <laughs> to know that you're not supposed to be hollering at women that you work with in the workplace? Like, it's not the street. It's not like being in a bar or a club. It's just simply not. How hard is it to mind your goddamn business? Just because you see Envy and Charlemagne doing it, don't think y'all can do that. <laughs> mm, too shit. I was about to ask, so you had to tell me you never did that at work. You well, it's it's at job. well, it's mutual. And Envy usually makes the first move on that me. That's not true. So that it's, it's the true. same I, thing, right? Yeah, if a woman yeah, makes a move on you, if a woman makes a move on you at work, and then y'all go out and date, and something happens from that, you know, that's cool. I guess. So, it's the, so the women's in charge of the flirt. The only women can flirt. I, hey, I think that's, so. That's not true. That's not true because women also can be in positions of power and men are working under them and they you don't want to have that happen. That I think it's different when it's two people on the same level, but when you feel like I have to do this or my job is in jeopardy, that's and also, you can tell you can tell when somebody's interested, usually. And that's all I'm saying. I ain't saying being appropriate. I'm just saying when somebody mm -hmm. shows interest. Correct. You know what I mean? If a, right. guy, if a woman but, but shows interest. I guess the guy is saying he's showing interest. And don't, and, and no. He sorry. Ask, that's the double know? standard. It don't work like no. that for us. Well, you heard it, brother. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, it all just right. don't. <laughs> it don't work like that for us. And you have to accept <laughs> that and be fine with it. That's Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Chandler from Columbus, Ohio. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Chandler, what's up, man? What's get up, it off your Chandler? chest. Hey, uh, well, first off, Charlamagne, uh, I, I got something for all y'all. So, Charlamagne, if you send me a signed book, my dude has a uh, clothing line. I was saying all, all three of y'all, and, well, Tramos, too. Y'all give me y'all sizes. Uh, my dude's got a clothing line. I'll send y'all some stuff. I'm okay. a large, envy a large, ye a small. Dramos is an extra medium. Shut up, man. Large. Okay, so, if so at the end, if y'all, you know, you send me a book, I got y'all. But uh, Angela Yee and, and uh, DJ Envy, what's the secret with y'all not getting COVID? Because y'all be traveling <laughs> around the world, around the country, like it's nothing. And for some reason, y'all ain't getting COVID. I want to know the secret because I want to travel too. <laughs> uh, for myself, it ain't no secret. I go out probably once a month, and when I go out, I double mask. I make sure I'm as safe as possible. I try to do what they say, and I just took the vaccine a week ago. So, I mean, there is no. It's just praying and, and, and doing what, the, what, what they tell me to do as far as wearing masks and sanitizing, washing my hands and all that. You might already I also have think it. it's potential that you might have had it early on before everybody was able to get tested all the time that and had no symptoms. That's also a possibility. 
Yeah, because I'm ready to travel. And y'all just be, y'all be everywhere. Like, it's not, You can move you around. You just have to be, you just have to be safe. You know, I see people doing podcasts with other people. Like, people are doing all kinds of stuff. And I see people who have been in the house and not gone anywhere and gotten it. And by the way, we get tested. Yeah, and we get tested we, a lot. I get, te- I mean, I get tested we, often because yeah, I, I do TV and all types mm-hmm. of other stuff. But all testing does is show you that you might have it. You could be as safe as possible, and there's people that haven't mm-hmm. left their house that have gotten it. You know, you just never know. You just have to do whatever you can, and then if you have some symptoms, get tested. Thanks, bro. Or if you're exposed to somebody with it, get tested. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning. This is Steven from Alabama. What's up, Steven? Get off your chest, man. I just want to uh, drop a clues bomb for myself. I've been working two jobs for five years, and I let one go yesterday, and I start school. Nice, man. That's a good feeling. And Congratulations. Also, thank you. Also, um, I'm trying to open up a business. It's like a rage room that I want to do here in Alabama, and I was trying to see if I can get advice from any of y'all. A rage room? What is a rage room? It's like a smash room. You come in, and I want to focus on, like, mental health basically like a small part of mental health you come in you smash things frustration you you know things like that oh that's dope erica um erica ford has her trauma truck and she has like a boxing boxing bag in the trauma truck for people to do stuff like that so that makes sense yeah now i've seen that before too a lot of a lot of people i see a lot of um high school and college students do that a lot they go to these rage rooms and break up tvs and stuff like that yeah and i'm trying to do one on my side of town where it's it's not a lot of money on this side, but I want to bring more money to my community. Okay. That's Y'all dope. got any tips or anything? I can, you know, look up anything. If you, you build a, it, they will come. That's my tip for you. Do you have a whole budget put together for it and everything? You have everything in place? Do you need investors? Yeah, what started, is it that you I need? I started a vision board. Um, I basically don't know what's the next step. I know what permits I need, everything I need. I don't know if I should focus on trying to get a building first or trying to get these permits first, trying to like get an LLC first. I don't know what I, I highly recommend. Well, definitely you have to get everything trademarked and take care of that paperwork, but you should put together a business plan. That's what really helps you. You should see what other comparable businesses have done, what their success has like, what the marketing is like, why there's a need for this, how is this profitable? And then you have to figure out, do you need investment? But you have to put together a business plan. That'll help you too. I, I mean, I have one. I have a business plan, but it's more so on a vision board. So it's not on paper. No, you need to put together on paper a business on plan paper. because if somebody wants to is interested in investing or they want to help out or you need to hire people, you need to be able to show exactly what it is and show why it's necessary and show the research behind it. Word. Gotcha. And Hello, also, brother. I want to drop a clues bomb for the clues bomb button because the way that thing gets tapped, Lord have mercy. The way that thing is what? The clues bomb button, as much as y'all use it. I just want to drop oh. a bomb for that. Hey, man. Salute to Drake for repositioning uh the bomb. And it's a damn. I used to t- I, I've, been t- I've been trying to get one person to use this bomb for the past three years, but he won't use it. Guess who that person is? DJ Clue. Goddamn Clue. Clue. <laughs> <laughs> okay? That's who I've been trying to get to use it for the longest, but he won't touch it. <laughs> well, I appreciate everything y'all doing. All right, keep brother. Going, and y'all keep me inspired, man. Thank you, man. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. We got rumors on the way? Yes, and Versus happened over the weekend. D'Angelo, you know what? I didn't even realize it was this weekend, but that did take place, so I did get a chance to watch it after the fact. So we'll tell you who the special guests were and how it went down, his set list, and what people were saying. All right, we'll get into it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Yo. 
Report. This is the Rumor Report. Talk to with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. All right. Well, Jeremy Lin says that he was called coronavirus on court, and they are now investigating uh, exactly what happened. Now he put out a statement and just basically talked about uh, certain things that have been happening. He said, I know this was disappointing some of you, but I'm not naming or shaming anyone. What good does it do in this situation for someone to be torn down? It doesn't make my community safer or solve any of our long-term problems with the racism. When I experienced racism in the Ivy League, it was my assistant coach, Kenny Blakeney, that talked me through it. He shared with me his own experiences as a black man, stories of racism I couldn't begin to comprehend, stories including being called the N-word and having things thrown at him from cars. He drew from his experiences with identity to teach me how to stay strong in mind. He was also the first person to tell me I was an NBA player as a sophomore at Harvard. I thought he was crazy. The world will have you believe there isn't enough justice or opportunities to go around, that we only have time to pay attention to one group of people at a time, so we all need to fight for that spot, that the people you see hurting other people that look like you on the news represent an entire group of people, but this just isn't true. Mm. So he didn't detail when or where the incident occurred, but Steve Kerr um, said that he would like for Jeremy Lin's complaint to be thoroughly investigated. Here's what he said. I uh, applaud Jeremy for his words and, and echo his sentiments regarding uh, racism um, against the Asian American community. It's just so ridiculous and obviously, you know, spawned by many people, including our former president. It's just shocking. I, I don't know. I, I just I can't wrap my head around any of it. But I can't wrap my head around racism in general. I mean, we're all just flesh and blood. Me neither, Steve. Well, who who was it? Was it another player that called him that? Was it somebody in the stands? Like who? What, who? He didn't. He didn't say because he doesn't want to. I guess it has to be somebody that we would know because he didn't want to put that person on blast because mm. he's not naming anyone. Oh. But he did say it happened on the court. I wonder how trash talking is has, has in sports has changed in like this. This this era that we're in, because we, we don't discuss that enough. You know, we know how things have changed everywhere else. Comedy, TV, film. But in sports, when it comes to trash talk, I wonder how, how things I have changed. I thought about that the other and day. And he, he did say it was a player that called him that. Because we used to say everything playing basketball. Absolutely. Your mother, like whatever it took, like you wanted to get in that person's head. Like it Absolutely. was trash talk. Uh, you, you're trying to get in their head. It was just interesting. I was watching... Um, I was watching uh, Boogie this weekend, the, the movie coming out starring Pop Smoke. Mm -hmm. And that's what Pop Smoke was doing to the guy the whole movie. Just getting in his head by saying all types of wild stuff. Right. Well, there has been a lot of violence and racism against Asian Americans since the pandemic actually started. They said between in eight weeks, between March 2020 and May 2020, there were 1,800 acts of hate against Asian Americans that were reported. And that things were heightened by Donald Trump placing blame for the virus on China and calling it the China virus and the Kong flu. Mm. All right. Now, also over the weekend, the D'Angelo versus took place at the Apollo. And they said the episode did break the traditional format. And what you did see was it was more like a celebration of D'Angelo. And there were some performances that he had with. Uh, collaborations that he's done and so he started it off with an untitled new song with Keon Harold and Redman and Method Man also came out and did left and right and Method Man breakups to makeups 
Picture that. You ain't want me when you had me. Now you on your third baby daddy. And you hate to see you happy. Mad ways to trap me. Looking at my girl nasty. Trying to throw the pussy at me. Look at this bitch over here trying to act like me. Uh-huh. Classic right here. Classic. Drop he still sounds amazing. Classic. Yeah, I didn't watch it. I love verses, but I simply didn't know what the hell they was doing. That new format threw me off. They could have marketed that a little better. If they're doing exclusive concerts, great. But you got to tell us that because I didn't know what was, what was going on. They on did say that. They did say it would be like a D'Angelo and Friends versus. And then uh, Her came out there. Now, you know, this was my one of my favorite Lauryn Hill songs, Nothing Even Matters with D'Angelo. And she also did her song, Best Part, which I love too, her song with Daniel Caesar. So here is Her. Nothing even matters at all. Nothing even matters. See, I don't need no alcohol. No. Your love makes me 15 feet tall. Without it, I go through withdrawal. Cause nothing even matters at all. Nothing even matters. Yeah, I was confused I with this versus. That made me want to go back and listen to D'Angelo's albums again. I was watching Canelo Alvarez fight on Saturday night because I'm telling you that was a quick one. <laughs> it was four rounds. D'Angelo and friends versus. I, I didn't know what that was. I, I didn't thought, know I was what like, it was. He battling either. his friends. I didn't know what was going on. I thought he was battling his friends. I thought he was bringing different artists <laughs> out to battle. <laughs> That's but, what I thought. And then and then somebody told me it was him versus Maxwell. So then I would have tuned in for that. Now. I was confused. Who told you that? <laughs> I don't know where that rumor started. But then Swiss Beats said that it was supposed to be him and, and, and Maxwell, but yeah. they couldn't get it done. Now see, that would have been a date night if they if I knew the, if it was D'Angelo versus Maxwell Saturday night. You know that would be the crafted a whole date night around that but i didn't know what that was saturday could it was cool but they could have did a bit of better job marketing it because i didn't watch i'm gonna I watch agree. the replay though i watched it all right well just so y'all know ghostface and raekwon are going to be doing an upcoming what versus. say what say what? What you, you didn't say? know that no i didn't know that they birthing each other uh yes i don't like that that's dope i, don't I like think that. it's dope no i don't I got like my raekwon but ghostface. the thing is they got like mad that. records with exactly. each other so how do they do the records with all, each other ghostface is my favorite rapper of all time y'all know that's gonna be tough Ghostface versus Raekwon, I don't like that one because it's just like you got the whole purple tape. That's a real celebration right there. Yeah, but they can't battle each they other. They're going to play the same but songs. What they, could do is, what they could do is whoever had the song on their album, they could use it. What do you do with the purple tape then? The purple That's tape so literally well, was really, But that was really Raekwon's album. Nah, but Ghostface was on every song. Ghostface is on the cover of the album just like, when, mean, I, just like when Iron just Man is... is with with Maybe Iron you Man. go verse for verse. They with, can't do that. They got to battle two other people. With Iron Man, it's Ghostface, Raekwon, Capadonna. They, it's, they all on they the cover of the album. They can't do that. But by the way, let's not act like Ghostface does not have the best catalog of any solo artist in Wu-Tang. It's not even close. Let's be clear on that. Don't even, we don't even think about it. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing to think about. Okay. Oh uh, no, they had, there's some classic albums on Ghostface has the umbrella. best solo catalog of everybody in Wu-Tang. Okay. Ray Ghostface got a lot has of some great though. songs for girls. They got Ghost on them, though, but Ray got a lot of joints. Purple Tape is the best album mm -hmm. of all Wu Tang uh, solo Liquid projects. Liquid Swords was an amazing album, too. It was, but it ain't the Purple Tape. No, it's not the That's Purple, not the purple oh, no. Tape. That is not the Purple not Tape. Not the Purple Tape. But Ghostface but, has the yeah, best Yeah, so catalog. it seems like y'all think it'll be a good versus. All right, well, that is your like rumor it. report. I'd rather see, I'd rather see Ghost and Ray go up against another, you know, duo. Great duo. Yeah. yeah. I think there's going to be some great stories told in this of one. Of course. It's going to be incredible. All right. Now, uh, front page news. When we come back, what are we talking about? Well, let's talk about uh, the let's talk about COVID and the vaccinations and what's happening. There's a new one that's going to be out possibly this week.
All right, we'll get to that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Got a shout out to one of our newest family members, Omaha's Power 106.9. Good morning, guys. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. All right, well, let's get into front page news. Where are we starting? Well, let's talk about this third coronavirus vaccine that is now available. You know, there's the one by Moderna, another one by Pfizer, and now the Johnson & Johnson one is here and looks like it's going to be available for distribution by tomorrow. It's a single dose, so there's no follow-up visits mm-hmm. and you don't have to schedule that second shot and you don't have to worry that it's available at the right time. And there's some differences. They said it does protect people with one dose and it also does not have to be stored in those below zero, negative 80 degrees to negative 112 degrees or whatever that the other ones had to be. So now they're saying that this one can just be refrigerated. Drama's, a regular refrigerator. Dramos got the Supreme vaccine this weekend, didn't you? I don't know what that means. The Supreme. What does that mean? Supreme. Like the clothing company yes. Supreme? Yes. Didn't you say that? I did not say that. What did you say? Which I one got you got? Pfizer, man. Oh, okay. Yeah. Congratulations. All right. Oh, this yeah, they're saying it's not as effective as the Pfizer and Moderna shot, correct? Well, yeah, they're saying that one's about 66% effective as opposed to 95%. But what they did say is that can be misleading because uh, what they are saying, it's about 100%. All of them are about 100% effective at preventing hospitalizations and death. Mm. I mean, I guess you got to take take whichever one you can get your hands on. But right. if you're that's gonna, what they're saying, whichever one you can get. If you're going to take one, you know what I'm saying? I'd, I'd go for the 95. I, you know, yeah, that's the one I took. I wouldn't want the 66. You know, right. But, you know, it's good risk, if, you, the if they're saying it's almost 100 percent effective at, you know, you not having to be in the hospital and not having any terrible symptoms or dying. Yeah. Whichever one you can get. Let's take it. Yeah. Whatever one they're saying you could get, you take. Now, the House has passed Joe Biden's one point nine trillion dollar COVID relief package. So now that heads over to the Senate and the Senate is expected to strip out that provision for a federal minimum wage after the Senate parliamentarian ruled against including it under the procedure known as reconciliation. So that means now that bill can pass with a simple majority vote. Then it would have to go back to the House for a separate vote. And then Biden signs it into law. So how much how much that's going to make the stimulus checks when they go up? $1,400 if you make less than $75,000 a year. Okay. And it's also an increase in the child tax credit as well. So, you know, people need their money. This is taking forever. Like, what's going on? Let's get it. All right. And Donald Trump is back. He was speaking and closing out the conservative conservative political action conference. And some of the things that he addressed is women's sports. Joe Biden and the Democrats are even pushing policies that would destroy women's sports. A lot of new records are being broken in women's sports. Hate to say that, ladies, but got a lot of new records. They're being shattered. Young girls and women are incensed that they are now being forced to compete against those who are biological males. If this is not changed, women's sports as we know it will die. They'll end. It'll end. Is that controversial? (laughs) Somebody said, well, that's going to be very controversial. I said, that's okay. You haven't heard anything yet. Uh, Dear media, you don't have to cover Donald Trump anymore. He was the president before, so you had to listen to what came out of his mouth. But now if you're doing it, then you're just doing it for ratings. Yeah, I refuse. Well, people were also saying that he was going to start a new party, right? And so he did actually flat out deny that. We're not starting new parties. You know, they kept saying, he's going to start a brand new party. We have the Republican Party. It's going to unite and be stronger than ever before. I am not starting a new party. 
Uh, I refuse to get in any debates about anything Trump says because we shouldn't be entertaining Trump anymore. We know he's divisive. Well, the thing is, we know he is he going people. to run in 2024? Who That's cares? something that some people are nervous about, but it seems like he did tease that he's going to run. Who cares? Like, <laughs> can't play it. This election was rigged, and the Supreme Court and other courts didn't want to do anything about it. With your help, we will take back the House, we will win the Senate, and then a Republican president will make a triumphant return to the White House. <laughs> and I wonder who that will be. We can't have these conversations about how the media shouldn't cover Trump. You know, social media should keep Trump you know, off of off of their platforms, but then cover him when he talks. He's not the president no more. This is Sparta. Um, yeah, but you know, he could potentially run again in twenty twenty four. That's what people were nervous about with him. Who cares? Like people start getting ready now. Man, there's nothing to talk about with Trump. Like you can't that literally this is such hypocrisy and such a contradiction. Because if we wanted him to shut shut up when he was president, now that he's not president, there's absolutely no reason to listen to anything that comes out of his mouth. Yeah, he still gets a lot of support, though. Yeah, and they from do us. Still, no, I don't <laughs> think so. I don't him. support him. So why play him? I, listen, it's dangerous enough that we we do need to know what's going on, right? No. All right, well, that is your front page news. All right. Thank you, guys. Goodness gracious. All right, when we come back, Fredo Bang will be joining us. Mm-hmm. Now, Fredo Bang is a, a new artist signed to Def Jam. He's, uh, he's dope. And we're going to talk to him next, and we're going to play some joints off his uh, album, or his, his uh, album that's coming out in a little bit. So we're going to kick it with him when we come back. So don't move. Fredo Bang, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest here with us today. Yes, indeed. Fredo Bang. Be me, the M on Rock and Red. The only reason why you baby that scared name, GP, and tell them money don't make no sense to speak. I don't know what you just said, uh, yeah, I <laughs> but, but I'll go with it. <laughs> How you doing, King? I'm doing good. You don't I'm listen a, to me. I'm officially a rapper now. Nah. Right. Why Official, you officially a rapper? I'm waiting on this moment. For real? Yeah, Breakfast Club. Yeah? Like the Breakfast Club, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you can't say Breakfast Club without the Breakfast Club. Word up. <laughs> well, congratulations, because it has been a grind for you, though. You've been working hard for years now. So yeah. it looks like all that hard work does pay off. Yeah. yeah let's yeah, let's start yeah. from the beginning. So so where are you from? How did you get into into the rap industry? Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I started rapping. I had a my partner named Crazy Trey. They used to rap in the closet. Like, oh, $25 mic and stuff. So mm-hmm. I used to go over there and listen to them. And one day they asked me to get in there. And I had, I think I said some type of punchline that like, you gotta keep rapping. So I just stuck with it. Mm-hmm. What was your influence? Who was it? Was it Master P, Louis, and, and, uh, and Birdman, and none of them? I always looked up the gates. And isn't Boosie your cousin? Yeah. But like first cousin, like second cousin, cousin, family reunions. Like real cousin. Yeah. But y'all never really had a conversation like that? We had one um, after everybody found out we were cousins. Mm-hmm. I seen him in Atlanta at the uh, airport. And how did that go? <laughs> what was that conversation like? Nothing. I mean, he said he had some th- some things to tell me that I didn't know, and we talked, and I got his number. He said we're going to do some music, but mm-hmm. he ain't never picked the phone up, so. <laughs> 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 it's, it's like, like family things? Huh? Is it family things, or more? Um, Baton Rouge, uh, and the people I rap with, TVG. You know, um, I got with TVG in, like, tw- uh, 2014, 15, so it's a lot of history. You know what I'm saying? TBG was starting in the 90s, so I really don't know what they got going on. <laughs> oh, y'all gotta have, yeah. Was Gates one of the first people who embraced you? Uh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, Gates the first artist to ever post my music. Okay. Yeah. Before I ever met him. But as far as musically, though, like, 
he a whole nother monster. Like he mm-hmm. really made the whole Louisiana like before before Gates came home from jail, you couldn't sing on no song. You either gotta make a fight song, a killing song, mm-hmm. or a dancing song. Mm-hmm. That's the only way we gotta listen to you. <laughs> but he came home with the whole singing to females and all that and Everybody embraced it. So that's what influenced your melodic style. That and I was in the band for like ten years. Word. Yeah, I had a scholarship. A word? What you what Let's you play in the band? That. Huh? What you play in the band? I, my first instrument was a clarinet. Why, why was the clarinet? I, I had a story about this the other day. I said I used to I used to play the clarinet, <laughs> but I did that so I could. But I used to take the the bus back home. I could take it apart and throw it in my book bag. Nobody had that <laughs> that nasty ass yeah. case. Then I had a uh, French horn. Mm-hmm. I played concert and uh, marching, and I was section leader. Oh, so that's second line. Real for you then you was yeah. I went to uh I actually went to uh Southern and went to see my band director because he was like a father figure to mm-hmm. me. And I met a couple people that I taught. Mm-hmm. They in the band right now. That's so really. did you get a scholarship or you I turned it down. Why? I wanted to be my mom was going through a divorce. I wanted to mm-hmm. be close to home. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I wanted to make some money. I ended up, I mean I went to college but I dropped out because I wanted to make some money. I know you used to drive your mother crazy. Huh? No, I'm a mama's boy. Mama, my mama loved me. What about all like? Because you did have a lot of issues that she had to really go through with you. Legally. Oh, you talking about jail? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> the issues he had. Like, look, I called my mama like the third time I went to, well, the second time I went to jail before they locked me down. When I came with my attempt, and I'm like, Ma, I'm back in jail. I, I should get a bond tomorrow or something. She like, okay, what's, what you what you in for? I'm like, attempted murder. She said, you fucked up this time, baby. Can I say? Yes. <laughs> she said, you fucked up this time, baby. I said, like, I'm going to call you later, boy. Yeah, that's not what you wanted to hear? No, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> I don't know what attempted murder I'm in here for. <laughs> did she wind up bailing you out? Did she, did she bond you out? Nah, I, uh, my, uh, my TBG bonded me out. Okay. I could bond myself out, but it was... It was now, weird. I didn't want to get to that so early, but did, didn't you have two of them? Two attempted murder charges? Something like that. Yeah. What's, what's the status of those cases? Nah, I did my time. Well, oh, I'm doing did? my time right now. I'm actually still a, a um, inmate. Let's, so how do you go from being in at the band to... Attempted murder. I mean, I was doing all that while I was in the band. No, you weren't doing anything. Huh? You were accused of doing some stuff. Yeah, accused. Yes, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I've been me my whole life. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Uh, I always try to be an open book. Like, I'm not a person that try to be super gangster and mm-hmm. all that. I just, if I had to come down to it where I got to handle my business, I do what I got to do. Mm-hmm. You feel me? But other than that, I just want to live, mm-hmm. make money. So, so what happened since you served your death to society? So it, it's over now. Well, you I'm said you're on probation now. Parole. 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 Okay. Yeah. Probation is when this is your sentence and it's being home. But me, I'm actually still an inmate and I'm, I'm being allowed to be home right now. So, but if I fuck up, I walk back in. They allow you to move around to yeah, work. Yeah, I get work permits. How has it been for you during this pandemic, work-wise? I'm in pretty fine. Yeah, I'm. I got like seven shows booked up right now. I've been booked up since September. What about before that though? Like when things first started and we were in lockdown, what were you doing? I was booked up. You weren't so, nervous at all about getting it. Get COVID. What? Nah, I don't, I don't mess with COVID. I don't mess with me. <laughs> That's not <even> mentality. <laughs> you gotta pay respect. To do oh, see, now, you gotta respect it though. You gotta respect it. I just keep on going. How much do you spend on OnlyFans a month? <sighs> Why do I hey man, you made a record about it, sir. No, but I know he uh, does. He supports a lot of women on OnlyFans. How uh, much yeah. do you think you spend a month on? Oh your- no, I spent like two hundred dollars the other night. OnlyFans on the other night? Yeah, because <laughs> you know. I don't know. You know, Pornhub is free. Yeah, but Pornhub just did something to where they took all the videos down. I'm upset about it. For real? What did they yeah. do? I ain't been on they there all week. They did it to where anything that's not verified, <laughs> they take it down. They take it down? And it's crazy that because they got a video leaked with me, but it's supposed to be me. It's supposed to be me. And they won't take it down. 
So you got is a video you? on Pornhub? Because no. you said, yeah, you got you a said video me on and then you said it's supposed to be me. Which one is it? Uh, <laughs> plead the fill. Goodness gracious. <laughs> you talking about all my videos still up there? Look, that's what I, mean. I, I, I didn't know you did videos of that. No, that's, screenshot that's, that's, was that's verified. Are you the verified? He, he's no, he like the verified. amateur homemade stuff. No, that I don't. Everybody oh. who got a blue check, they verified. Oh, I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah, oh, I, wow, I, wow. But so I could just watch them and just verify stuff. Yeah. That means that means they would consistently put up the. But you said OnlyFans is trash. Like, the majority of pages. Yeah, bro. It's like, for one, if you're going to do it, you got to do it big. I don't want to see you on there playing with yourself. Well, I think that's what it's about, isn't it? Nah, I don't want to see you fing. That's gotcha. just what it is. What's the, want, best, what's the best OnlyFans accounts to, to, to watch? I don't know. I watch so much, I can't even remember. You get tricked a lot, though, because you go on there thinking that it's going to be something. Yeah, that's the other thing. Then they hit, you with the, they hit you with the fee to subscribe. And then when you go click a video to get 10 seconds of it, then you got to go buy that video. So <laughs> I ended up paying about $200 in one night. How many chicks you done slept with off OnlyFans? I know you done flew some in. Uh, nah, I, I practice bangism. You did what? Bangism. Dang. What is bangism? What is that? Whenever like I'm turning like right now I'm turning the album. I don't have sex or date. Oh, so you? So you were serious absolute. about that? I saw somebody was trying to shoot their shot. That's good. So, yeah, that's like a fighter. Cause boxers do that. Like boxers don't um. Yeah, but they don't have sex like, before a fight. When I first came home, I was like in a, in a relationship, and I used to always catch myself arguing on the phone, stopping recording. You know what I'm saying? Just throwing the whole vibe yeah. off. So it's like more like just stay focused type of thing. All right, we got more with Fredo Bang when we come back. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're kicking it with new artists. He's uh, signed to Def Jam, Fredo Bang. Yee. You don't go to church, but you do pray and believe in God. Yeah, I don't believe in church or the Bible. Right. I saw you said it in Soul Cry. So, why, don't, why don't you believe in church or the Bible? I don't feel like I should pay for uh, worship. I'm with you on that. The Bible even says you can't find God in a man-made temple anyway. I'm with you on that. I don't. I don't believe in organized religion. And then, like the the Bible contradicts itself over and over. Over and over. Two, when we were slaves, they had somebody read us what they wanted us to read, not what we needed to. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And for three, it's been written, rewritten a thousand times over and over mm -hmm. and over by man. And then, if I'm not mistaken, the person who wrote it say God can't talk to him and told him write it down, huh? I know a lot of people like that in jail. <laughs> so how do you pray? Do you just pray? Do you pray in your head only, or you get on your knees and pray? Like when you pray? I ain't gonna lie. I uh, I just be I be driving. I be like, thank you God for the blessings. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. you know, do, do, do. Appreciate you. Do you really know a pastor who called a body? Yeah, a couple. <laughs> Could you still go to their church knowing that? Could it, I'll go to church. But I mean, if you would, you would you still listen to them knowing they did something like that? I have listened, but thing is, some of them still thugging. Mm -hmm. Like I know one of them. Like I'm talking about big out the city. Every time he come back to the city, where the XP is at. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, he be tripping. <laughs> a pastor? A pastor. Man, you got <laughs> You got to tell his congregation what's going on. Nah, that's all it is. And by the way, I wouldn't even mind that unless he's on the pulpit preaching against things like that. Yeah, but it just go to show that, like, it's just church. and It's like, I don't know. A lot of people going here. Now, you're off of parole in 2023. Yeah. So how do you make sure that you don't go back and you move differently? Because it seems like these days... Rappers are the number one target for everybody out there. And so much stuff gets instigated on social media. Oh, uh, I think about jail every day. Because that's why I feel like everybody who go to jail at one point should get counseling. I still ain't got it yet because I just be working too much. But, you got to, brother. Like, it really scarred me. Like, I, I went to the hole and, like, I couldn't tell my dreams from reality. Wow. Like, How long was you in the hole? 
two weeks. God <laughs> damn. So I just be feeling for people who done been there. Like some people get sentenced a year in the mm-hmm. hole. I'm like, I don't know how you do it. You know how strong you is when you get in there. Right. You, you've seen so much at a young age, you know, experienced a lot of things, a lot of trauma. You talked about your, your dad being bipolar. Now that you got money and you got success, what are you doing for your mental health? Mm, working. Oh, I'm, so you staying busy. You yeah, know that's yeah. a trauma response. Yeah, like, I I mean, like I, guess, like I said, I'm in the point in my life to where, like, I got to, like, make it happen. Mm-hmm. And I got to stay consistent as possible so I ain't got time for self, really. So I don't really find myself enjoying, like... Going to clubs if I'm not getting paid and mm-hmm. doing extra activities. I I really enjoy it. Just laying in my bed, playing a game, recording, and working, making money. But sometimes folks stay busy just because they're trying to avoid dealing with grief or, or pain or anything else. Probably so. That's probably mm-hmm. why I don't, I don't really like. I don't like. That's probably why I haven't been in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like I ain't got time to like fear for nobody. Like really, like in. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't like nobody having control of my emotions. People keep trying to pair you up with Neek. And huh? I see you even had to put that in the song that y'all are not together. Yeah, How yeah. did that happen? I've been going Neek for years, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, who are you? Neek. I'm old. Who is Neek? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, she, uh, she a YouTuber from Baton Rouge. Okay, you know? okay. But I've been knowing her for years, but we cool. We, t- we tight. That's my dog. Why are you smiling? You look blushing. <laughs> you look embarrassed. Is dimple <laughs> coming out on this side? <laughs> <laughs> nah, that's my dog. That's my dog. Is there some type of potential at least? Cause um, we get we getting to know each other. Okay. All right. No Would you like for it to be more? Huh? Would you like for it to be more? Yeah, I mean, if it, it goes, it's gonna go how it's gonna go. You know what I'm saying? Nah, King. <laughs> well, she's just getting universe. out of a relationship, huh? right? Is she just getting out of a relationship? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so you don't want to be a rebound? You gonna let it go how it goes? It's not just that. It's just I don't like, for one, I don't like people having control of my emotions. So it's like, and I'm not the one to jump into out of a relationship because mm-hmm. I'm type, like, I'll let you know, like, I'm done. I saw you in Twitter. Sometimes you get in your emotions a little on Twitter. I'm like, what's he got going on? Now, listen, Twitter, <laughs> am I the, the only person that just sit there and just think of the random things to say? Yeah, we used to do that, and then we started getting in trouble. I really just sit there and just say random stuff. Mm-mm. It'd be in response to something, like it'll be something happens and then you tweet something and Bruh, it feel listen, like it's about what just happened. I don't know why, but stuff really just be happening like coincidentally. <laughs> like I had tweeted a couple of times and they thought I was talking about her. Like mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I never call her uh, her name. Right. How does her ex-boyfriend feel about you? Um, well, he never had no problem. Mm-hmm. He don't follow me. Oh. <laughs> he follow you? Yeah. Because he know he know. We were that. supposed to do a song together. Who's your ex boyfriend? Your ex boyfriend's a rapper. Yeah. I don't know you. Who? <laughs> no, a lot of YouTubers rap. Oh, got yeah, you, got yeah. you. Yeah. Okay, okay, like okay, okay. you also. But no, but I know what. A couple months before, like before, like we, me and her been like hanging around each other. People thought that she came to Miami and cheated on him with me. Right. Mm-hmm. She and was we, accused of cheating. And, yeah, we never like even. Like we seen each other, but we never hug, kiss, none, nothing, none of that. Like, so it was like I don't, I don't even know how that even came about. Have you liked her like this whole time? <laughs> That's why he unfollowed you. That little giggle, that little sneaky like, ass yeah. laugh right there. He, <laughs> knew, what, he knew what was up. <laughs> I mean, she a very beautiful woman. <laughs> look at that. You looking down at the ground? <laughs> <laughs> Showing all them teeth. I'm checking out my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> now earlier this week you did tweet, "I really hate mother." I hate people. <laughs> what was going on? I don't know. It just people remind you why you don't like them. And why I'd rather stay in the house and play video games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like that line. That's why you said I got, I got a lot of problems with because I refuse to be fake. 
Yeah. That whole song actually was about a lot of things in my life because a lot of people don't know. When I was in jail, I had a certain certain people from a certain side that not supposed to f with me and I don't f not supposed to f with them mm -hmm. wanted me to be a part of them rap-wise. Is this a Baton Rouge thing? Yeah. And I was, you know, I'm loyal to the point to where, like, I done turned down lots of money, like, to leave my people. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, would it be leaving your people's, or is it? You gotta leave, leave them out, leave my organization, and being a part of their organization. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Don't you think at some point, um, if if y'all did come together in Baton Rouge, it would stop a lot of the street beef? Like, like what makes one side not be able to f with the other side? Is it too far gone? I feel like. Most of the time, grown men can't have a conversation. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they don't have the mental capacity to have mm -hmm. a conversation. But well, I, I mean, I'm, most people, most men can't have. It seems like you can mm -hmm. have an open and honest conversation. That's why. Yeah, I try. That's why uh, something I try to have. I feel like I have a special relationship with my fans because I try to be an open book as possible. Why not be the guy to say, "Hey, man"? But that's me. But why not be the guy to call it? Like, let's sit down and let's have this conversation. Why not call for the conversation? I mean, I ain't call for, but a conversation was supposed to be had. A legit. Like sit down with you know what I'm saying. But, is this uh, you a young boy we're talking about? Uh, nah, it's, it's just just everybody. Yeah, what happened with that animosity? Because they said there was animosity between y'all two. Was it is it something small that it can be squashed? I don't have no problem with him. Everything that went on when I was in jail, I felt like it's, it's just fall. I post. They felt like I supposed to pick up on it, you know. But don't nobody speak for how I feel. Mm -hmm. If I have person love for a person, like it'll never change until they do me something wrong. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And, he never did me nothing wrong. All right, we got more with Fredo Bang. When we come back, it's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're kicking it with new artists. He's uh, signed to Def Jam, Fredo Bang. Charlamagne? Do you live in Baton Rouge now? Uh, Yeah, technically. Can you? Like, yeah, can you, you Can you be to. who you are with all the success and still live there? Yeah, because I moved the same. Like, you know, I, I, don't, I don't move no different than when I was a regular person, so... You said you don't move any different, but shouldn't you? Nah, I, I was I, I moved militant when I was regular. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 that's yeah. just how you move in Baton Rouge if you want to stay alive. How do police treat you there? I stay out their way. <laughs> I don't disrespect them, they don't disrespect me. I don't no problems. <laughs> See, I ain't one of them tough people who got to just prove a point and be like, F police. No, I, I ain't saying nothing. Man. I ain't got nothing to say to the people. Stay <laughs> out can, the way. Yeah, you cannot win. Now, you, you said, you know, you, you move militant. What does that mean? Because you got the song No Security with Kevin Gates. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, maybe he should have security. I don't know why brothers be acting like they shouldn't have security. Nah, uh, I, 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 I'm I'm be honest with you. Uh, I didn't have security in, like, events to where, like, the label book them, like, to mm -hmm. where I have to. Uh, like, you know, I got too much going on. But as for, um, other than that, like, I would never bring security to, to my home town because, like, they not going to know how to move on this street or how long we got to pull up to this store or how you need to pull off. Or they don't know. You feel me? But you got to be extra careful, though. You got and to, And security makes, you know, allows you to do what you're supposed to do, whether it's perform or with your fans, and they make sure that they mm. that nobody's coming behind you with a hammer. Yeah, but I'm naturally, like, coming up in Baton Rouge, I'm, I'm, I'm brought up careful. <laughs> Did you ever see when Boosie said that, you know, most rappers get got in their in they, in they hometown? Yeah. What do you, you think of that? Yeah, that's, that's statistically. St I, I can't. I can St never say that statistically. word. Statistically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's better. Don't worry. Yeah, statistically. Yeah. Statistically, whatever. You think we you think that's you. accurate? Yeah. 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 But I mean, it can happen anywhere. Mm -hmm. 
So I I just move with respect. I give respect. What you know? What I'm saying a lot of people mess up like that too. They feel like they can go anybody town and just do what they want, and move how they want, like mm-hmm. and disrespecting the land. You know what I'm saying? I respect everywhere I go, so I don't feel like I should have a problem with anybody. I ask all the rappers this because I really want to know, and I really wonder what's more dangerous: the streets or or rap? Nowadays, rapping is the streets. At one point, everybody wanted to be a dancer. Then. Around 90s and 2000, everybody wanted to be the big drug dealer who came in the game with money. And now everybody want to be the gangster who came in the game. What's the name of the album? The one I just put out? Yeah, the one you put out, yeah. Still Most Hated, the one I'm about to drop the one you're is about to drop. Uh, Murder Made Me. Why wouldn't somebody like you? <laughs> you seem know. like such a pleasant person. I don't know, bro. I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I don't even you got to answer that. You want to that be really all they girls, but then acting like you ain't getting no... I ain't gonna, now you did. Nah, do, I don't even have sex. Like you that. did do something before when Cardi and Offset broke up. You definitely was like, you, you went in Cardi's. Is uh, it too DMs? early? And then you screenshotted the DM. Who don't love Cardi? <laughs> but what about Offset? You know he's still trying to get back with his girl. That might make somebody not. That'll like make you. Man, that'll make me not like you. I ain't gonna front. That front. Yeah. Be careful. Don't let them put you in a <laughs> trick bag. Don't let them put you in a trick bag nah, right now. I, I love I love Migos music. I grew up on their music. Um, but I don't want to speak on him. <laughs> Now, in the name of G, what 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 did what did G mean to you? That was my ace. He was the exact opposite of me because at one point I couldn't have a conversation with nobody. I was like completely anti, and he was the type that he could walk in the room and make everybody feel like they were welcome. That's what that is on your pendant. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I want. I actually want to get his face tatted again. I got his face tatted. I want to get some more. Y'all grew up together. Yeah. You feel like yeah, he's you. watching over you? Yeah, that's why I tag they on like people that was close to me that died. I like to tag they tag them on my body so I feel like I, I'm they here and I can talk to them. Mm-hmm. I just want to know how do we break those cycles? Cause this shit been going on for so long, man. I'm trying. That's why I call myself the Big Eight? Cause I feel like I'm the biggest eight from out of my section. TVG stands for Top Boy Gorilla. Okay, okay. So I feel like I'm the biggest eight. I want you to be the biggest king. That ain't nah. Cause white people used to call us monkeys and then in the street it's like you gotta act a monkey, be a gorilla, like nah, man, be the biggest king. Abe is just really so majestic and until he has to be, yeah. you know what I'm saying, until he has to be gr- aggressive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Other than that, he just w- walks around majestic, slow, graceful, you know, mm-hmm. and take care of a whole pack. I like that explanation. I like that. I like that. I like. I, I can. I can. Like that. that. I really yeah. freestyled it. Like. No, but I like the positive energy that you always put out there. You a good time. I try, bro. It's, you it's, one of the. I was telling them you was um in our top five lip service guests. For real. Yeah, and that was early on. So. Yeah. <laughs> let's, was, let's introduce I feel like too much negativity in there. It's too much. Too much, man. Too many people trying to prove they they, they something. They tough. I don't know why like people wait to, they get rich to be gangster and I'm this and that like if you did it you did it and everybody know like it's cool it's too much at stake you don't want to say something or do something stupid but a lot of them have never been to real jail though Mm -hmm. they didn't been to like parishes and um, I don't know what they call it in um in other other uh places but central booking yeah they they only been to places like that three four months they ain't never slept to somebody with life or next to somebody getting raped you experienced you, you experience saw that, that happen? Yeah. Oh my god. That's traumatizing. So you sleeping and, and yeah. next to you getting yeah, raped. Somebody screaming. How the fuck do you sleep through that? My business. Lord have mercy. Damn it. It was really a situation to where like he was buying drugs, like where he was swapping himself out for drugs. And so when a dude finished with him, another dude ran under the tent and raped him. Oh my god. I got a challenge for you, man. The challenge is for you to break the cycle. 
Because even when you talk about the tattoos and stuff, it's like, do you really want to get another tattoo of another homie that goes oh, out, no, 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 that went no, out the same way? Nah, you know it's I mean? the same person. Okay, okay, okay. No type of the same person. Nah. After, after a while, we got to break them cycles. I don't man. even go to funerals no more. I've been stopped that. Why don't you go? To keep my mental on point. Yeah, I don't. That's that's not the last place I want to see somebody I love. And there's no positive energy at a funeral whatsoever. Uh, introduce your record, man. Let's get into the record. Hey, this your boy Fredo Band. Beat me to M1 Rock Red. I'm Louis White, baby. That's scared. Name GP and Tony Money. It made no sense of speaking. The what? Top, the hottest <laughs> song on the land featuring Lil Dirt. <laughs> I just like the record you had the title. Hey, you had I'll say this: I can understand that? the words in that record better than I can understand you just <laughs> now. Be Measy, Elmo when I'm rocking red. I'm the reason why your baby dad is scared. In the name of G, if you ain't talking no money, ain't no, it don't make no sense to speak. So what are you talking about? Got you, Fredo Bang. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. When the album dropping? Oh, I'm trying to April. Trying April, to, okay. I'm trying to get this Journey record clear. I got a Journey sample. Oh, the, the rock group Journey. Which one did you sample? Uh, don't stop. Don't stop believing. God, did you really a positive? That's one of the most motivational, <laughs> optimistic songs I ever. Journey. I heard Journey in a movie. I never turned back since. What movie was it? I can't remember. Don't it's a couple stop movies that is there. Believing. Yeah, you cried, song. didn't you? I don't know. You cried. I played that in his All DJ the movie that really made me cry was the Notebook. You cried during the Notebook? Yes. That's nice. When the last time you cried? Uh, probably like two years. Damn. Even when when G died? G died like five years ago. What if Journey gonna clear the record? I, t I actually sent it to a couple of artists, mm -hmm. and uh, one of them liked it. Def Jam should be able to make that happen, yeah, right? Def Jam that's, that's, that's a big record, bro. Oh, we still record. My bad. thought we had a bad conversation. <laughs> Stay it up a little bit. All right. My man. <laughs> Thank you, brother. All right, well, let's get into Fredo Bang's news joy. His new single is top featuring Little Dirk. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I can't walk by faith. Every day I wake up to some brand new hate. Yes. Man, drop one of the clues bombs. Fredo Bang. I love that record. That record's I tough. I started to say I love Top. I didn't know if that's FCC approved, so I said I love that record. There you go. Mm -hmm. All right, let's get to the rumors. You were doing good this morning for a second. All right, let's get to rumors. <laughs> let's talk the Golden Globes. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right, the Golden Globes were last night amidst all the controversy of the fact that they don't have any black people in their organization. Time's Up also sent a letter to NBC Universal to make sure that they are being held accountable. But in the meantime, we'll tell you some of the winners uh, from last night. So Erin Day is the second black woman ever to win a Golden Globe for Best Actress in a Drama, and that was for the United States versus Billie Holiday, directed by Lee Daniels. By the way, also her acting debut. Mm -hmm. So congratulations to her. Also, Chadwick Boseman won for Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture Drama, and Taylor Simone Ledward, his wife, actually accepted the award. He would thank God. He would thank his parents. He would thank his ancestors for their guidance and their sacrifices. He would say something beautiful, something inspiring, something that would amplify that little voice inside of all of us that tells you you can that tells you to keep going that calls you back to what you are meant to be doing at this moment mm. in history hey wow. man dropping the clues bonds for chadwick boseman rest in peace to that king anderson south carolina we get the we need to get the cracking on building that statue for chadwick, all right okay? also 
Best performance by an actor in a supporting role in any motion picture was Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah. And there were some technical difficulties during his acceptance. And they tried to, like, kind of move on past it. And this happened. This took it out of me. I gave everything. Like the great Nipsey Hussle says, we're here to give till we're empty. And I gave everything. And I couldn't give it to a more noble man. And that's Chairman Fred Hampton. And I hope generations after this can see how brilliant he thought how brilliantly he spoke and how brilliantly he loved. He taught me about myself and made me grow as a man. And I appreciate with all my heart. There's a lot of information about how he died, but I hope you people out there will grow and learn about how incredibly he lived. Didn't it just come out like a week ago though? <sighs> yeah, but hey man, I don't care. You, you get just... the screeners ahead of time for the people that vote. Oh, so it, does, it doesn't right. matter when it yeah. comes out, it just matters when the screeners go out to the people that do vote. Right? Mm-hmm. All okay. I know is a phenomenal Yo, film. Judas and the Black Messiah should win all the awards, especially being that we weren't able to support that movie at the box office. Mm-hmm. So I can't think of any other way to, you know, for, for, that, for, that, for that film to get its just due other than awards. All right. Best director for motion picture was Nomadland, Chloe Zhao. And she was, um, she was the second woman and the first Asian woman ever to win best director. I especially want to thank the nomads who shared their stories with us. And, and I asked one of them, Bob Will, to help me out here. And this is what he said about compassion. Compassion is a breakdown of all the barriers between us. A heart-to-heart bonding. Your pain is my pain. It's mingled and shared between us. Now, this is why I fell in love with making movies, because it gave us a chance to laugh and cry together. And it gave us a chance to learn from each other and to have more compassion for each other. All right. In addition, Best Motion Picture Animated went to Soul. And here's Tracy Morgan. And the Golden Globe goes to Sal. What? (laughs) Right. It was supposed to be Soul. Now, he tweeted out after, sorry, Soul. I was thinking about the pizza I was going to get from my guy Sal on the way home. That's what it sounded like. It wasn't the the pizza man that did the right thing named Sal. You can't be black and mispronouncing Soul, though, King. There is no way in hell. You cannot be a black person and mispronounce soul. Okay? If there's one thing we should know, it's soul. All right? Soul train, love, peace, and soul. Soul glow. Tracy was hungry, bro. I don't care. He was there all night. He was hungry. He wanted sows. And before we close this out in some bad news, Envy did not get to be the new host of The Bachelor. Apparently, Emmanuel Acho is going to be the new host. So I'm not mad at that. They did make that announcement. Sorry, Envy. How, where do we know Emmanuel Acho from? Uh, he's an NFL player. He also he used to work at ESPN, and I think now he works for Fox Sports. But okay. he has that uncomfortable conversations with a black man, New York Times bestseller. And he also has a podcast where he sits down and has these discussions. I think he spoke to NFL commissioner Roger Goodell on there as well. Mm-hmm. And he hates you want to throw his way, Envy? Nah. I like to see brothers winning. Okay. Whatever it takes. But why, why would All you right. have been a better host than him? I don't know. I've, I've never seen him host before. No, oh, okay. But okay. I do watch The Bachelor, and I'm a fan of The Bachelor, and I thought I would have did a great job, but shout out to that brother. Okay. Mm. Why you looking at me? Mm, just waiting for a little hate to come. Nah, just a no little hate. bit. I want, I, want, I want my brother to win. <laughs> All right. Shout okay. out to him. All right. Well, that is your rumor report. Now. And if, start your I'm own joking, thing. <laughs> start your own thing, man. Start mm-hmm. your own thing. What could it be called? I'm good. Hmm. Who are you giving your donkey to? Why are you looking at it like that? <laughs> Hey, donkey of the day, man. I'm telling you, <laughs> racism exists in all forms, man. Uh, it's a brother whose name I can't even pronounce. I think it's Stan Gulashatis. What? He needs to come to the front of the <laughs> congregation. <laughs> I know that's I wrong. Know. I'm sure it's wrong. <laughs> what, I'm sure what, it's wrong what, as well. I'm sure it's wrong as well. But I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. 
He got killed by a cock. We'll talk about it for after the hour. Oh. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, we'll get to the next. Excited now? Nope. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey. It's time for donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey in the day? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. It's the Breakfast Club, bitches. You're a donkey. Yes, donkey of the day for Monday, March 1st, goes to a human by the name of, play his name, Dramos. Thangala Sadish. Thangala Sadish. Now, keep in mind, this story happened in India, but contrary to popular belief, Americans aren't the stupidest people in the world. Okay, yes, folks from other countries get the credit they deserve for being stupid. Absolutely, they do. But what intrigued me about this story, what made me want to share, is the fact that there is really no right way to do the wrong thing. For some reason, there's always people who think they can reinvent the wheel in regards to wrongdoing. They think that they can remix illegal activities in a way that they will avoid the inevitable fate that befalls so many who have come before them. Drug dealers are usually the kings of trying to find the right way to do the wrong thing. It's impossible. Okay, drug dealers always think they're doing something new, always think they're doing something that can't get them caught, when the reality is they're making all the same mistakes that drug dealers before they made, and it's only a matter of time before you end up in jail or dead. Listen, illegal activities don't love anyone. Okay, anytime you partake in an illegal activity, you are taking a penitentiary chance, or even worse, risking your life. And that's exactly what happened to this guy. Play his name again, Drum. Play his name, please. Thangullah Sadish. Yes, Thangullah. Okay, because he was participating... In a illegal cockfight. Yes, in southern India, cockfights are banned, illegal, and they uh, need to be because they're dangerous. Not just for the poultry involved, but for the owners of said cocks. And Thangullah is an example of this. Let's go to Visa Channel on YouTube for the report, please. An Indian man was stabbed to death by his own rooster after he attached a three-inch knife to its leg for an illegal cockfight. Mm. Thangullah Sudish, 45, was stabbed in the groin last week when the bird he had just armed for the fight fluttered in panic. Sudish was hit by the rooster's knife in his groin and started bleeding heavily, police inspector Jeevan said Sunday, revealing that the victim died on his way to a local hospital. Police are now looking for over a dozen other people involved in organizing the deadly cockfight, warning that they could face up to two years in prison if found guilty. The irony of a cock aiming for the groin. Like, you can't tell me the universe doesn't have a sense of humor. But let me tell you something, man. Uh, I read that last year. Okay, I read that last year. A man was killed when a blade uh, attached to his rooster's leg hit him in the neck during a cockfight. In 2010, a rooster killed his owner by slashing his owner's jugular vein. All I'm getting from all of this is that chickens are fed to F up. Okay, chickens are like, y'all asking too much of us. It's bad enough that we have to end up on your sandwiches. It's bad enough that they are used for your two-piece spicy with red beans and rice, but now y'all want us to fight? For what? Do we not bring you great pleasure when you barbecue us, when you fry us, when you grill us? Imagine being a chicken and having to fight another chicken. Both cocks looking at each other saying, why are we doing this? All they going to do is bake us afterwards. So regardless of who wins, we still dinner. That's when the cocks devise a plan to turn on the humans. And I must say, I'm here for it. Okay, I hate to see people lose their lives, but when you're doing something you got no business doing, these are usually the consequences. Now, the rooster was briefly held at the local police station before it was sent to the poultry farm. Police officer B. Jeevan said they may need to produce it 
before the court. I am making none of this up. There is no sauce being put on this chicken story. No hot sauce, no barbecue sauce, no Polynesian sauce, no red curry paste, no coconut cream, nothing. Clearly, they do things different in India because the cock was in custody. Okay, there is pictures of it on social media. People were outraged because this cock was in custody, but the police officers provided this rooster grains to peck on while he was in custody. That was outraged because officers wouldn't have done this if this chicken was more dark meat than white meat. But since the chicken is more white meat than dark meat, it gets special privileges. Look, man, racism is real everywhere. The moral of the story is, okay, to be conscious is to be aware and respectful towards all living creatures, big and small. Chickens make up our world and are a part of it. All right. Treating animals humanely is a conscious trait. Okay, being aware of where our food comes from and how an animal is treated is essential. It is our duty as conscious human beings to treat all creatures with respect and dignity. This is why when I get me some Popeyes or some KFC, some Bojangles, some home-cooked chicken, some nice jerk chicken from a Jamaican spot, I hold the chicken up to the sky the way Rafiki held Simba up when Simba was born and thank God for the life that I'm about to consume. Okay, chickens, you are loved, valued, and appreciated. What came first, the chicken or the egg? I don't care. I eat both respectfully. So nobody should be disrespecting chickens by making y'all fight. Please give, what's his name? Thangala Sadish. The biggest he, huh? <coughs> so cruel to make cocks fight and then eat them afterwards. <coughs> you want to eat chickens? Chase them like we used to. Catch them, pop their necks. Okay? Oh. What? That was a respectful way to do it. Y'all ain't grow up in the country? No. Oh, okay. No. No. Oh, y'all ain't never chased the chicken? Y'all ain't never chased the chicken no. and then caught it and popped his neck? No. 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 Okay. So you used to grab a coxie, breaking the neck. Mm. Excuse me? Are you, uh, do you, have you ever eaten a rooster? Answer the question, Ivy. I never killed it. Have you ever eaten a rooster, though? Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I'm just saying, you what? know. What? Have you? I, I'm just saying a rooster has been in your mouth. Mm. I don't know if I can say it. I'm not messing with can you. Can I say a... Can no, I, you cannot no. say In the context of the no, chicken... No, you cannot say it. It's been in your mouth? No. No. In the context? No. Uh, no. It's in context, though. We're talking roosters. No. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why say it like that? Whoa, 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 wow. Yeah. It's a weird energy in the room oh, right now. Very weird. <laughs> Man, right. woman don't matter. <laughs> All right. When we come back, Mark Lamont Hill will be joining us. We'll kick it with him when we come back. He has a new book out. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. The brother Mark Lamont Hill. Welcome, bro. What's up, y'all? Good to see y'all again. Mark is here. Uh, he has written another book. I don't know how you and Michael Eric Dyson do it. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't even know. Do, do you just spend all your extra time writing? I had I had COVID this summer, so that gave me like 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 un, uninterrupted time for like three months. Got you. You, and, you said three months. You got you had COVID for three months. No, nah, but I ain't go out for two months after I got it. I was scared to go back outside. Okay, all right, yeah. Because like Charlamagne say, writing a book it takes a lot out of you. Takes a lot of energy. Like I, I've been writing a book. Me and my wife wrote this book for uh, that comes out next year. And we almost done. Like, we have the finish line. And it just seemed like it just took forever. It took everything out of you, bringing up old memories, good and bad. It takes a lot out of you. 
Oh, it's the worst, man. I, I tell everybody who wants to be a writer, you got to treat writing like an appointment. A lot of times we write when we have free time. Like I go to the gym, I go to the store, I go to work. And then if I got time left, I'll, I'll write. But what you got to do is you got to put writing on your calendar and say, all right, for three hours I'm writing. So somebody say, yo, yo you want to go out? Now nah, I'm writing from this time. Treat writing like therapy, treat writing like church, have that block of time. And then over the course of the year, them two hours turn into, a, you know, 100 hours or 700 hours or 1,000 hours, however much time you do. And then you got a book. The name of the book is Except for Palestine. How do you know, before we get into the book, how do you know what topics you want to turn into a book or what topics you just want to tweet about or what topics you may just want to write a blog about? How do you know this is what you want to write a book about? That's a good question, man. And now that you're in the, in the kind of the, the book business, it's, it's, it's one of the things you got to think about all the time is that, you know, this something that might have me hyped today, but in 24 months, will people still care about it? Right. Mm -hmm. that, that's, that's the biggest question I have. Like if like the Gorilla Glue story is interesting as hell to me. And I want to write about it. But I know that in 24 months, nobody's even going to remember that that happened. Mm -hmm. Right. And with the Palestine book, it's like, all right, this is a, this is an eternal topic. L people on the left who ignore Palestine has been forever. So that's something I know will go. And, and the other thing is, honestly, is what do black people need? You know, this is the first book I've written that isn't about black people. Right. Except for Palestine is the first book I've written that wasn't directly tied to black people. And normally I'm saying, what are our biggest issues? Policing, mental health. Uh, education. And so I try to write about the issues that I think will leave our community better than I found it. So why this book? So let, let's break down this book. You know, it, it's interesting. I mean, obviously, I got fired from CNN uh, a couple years ago. And part of it, part of it is like, you know, f them, right? Like, I'm, I'm not going to be silenced on an issue just because, you know, I get fired from a job or because I lose opportunity. I got to be principled. I got to keep going. Right. Mm -hmm. You got you got to work through that. But also, I felt I had actually started this book before then. And I, I wanted to be in a position where I could actually tell the story of what it means to be progressive. And, 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 and I've been an activist since I was 16 years old. I've been organized against police brutality, against uh, for, for immigrants' rights, you know, the free Mumia, all that stuff. And the left be hype about all those issues. And then when you get to, to Israel, Palestine, they be like, yeah, I don't know about that one. You know, or or they get funny with, with their calculation. And so for me, it was important to tell that story right now because we're going into a new presidency. We got an opportunity to change some things, right? Mm -hmm. So this is about Palestine, but it's also about a bigger conversation about who do we want Joe Biden to be? Who do, what are we going to make him be? Is he going to be the status quo? Or is he going to be something different? And so for me, Palestine is just is one of many issues where we can make that change. You know, Mark, um, you, you said it, you know, people, you are a voice in our community, right? So black people look to you for information and a lot of other things. Why should black people care about what's going on in Palestine? What's the parallels? I think about Palestine as an anti-racist struggle, right? When There's a, a professor, Ruth Wilson Gilmore, that talks about um, racism. And for her, racism is a system that, that subjects certain people to premature death, right? Here in the United States, the thing that makes you more likely to die early, the thing that makes you more likely to die of COVID, the thing that makes you more likely to pay more for insurance, the thing that makes you more likely to get evicted and get, get, get kicked out of school and get arrested and, and get executed is being black. Mm -hmm. and, and so in Palestine and, and, and in Israel, the thing that makes you more likely, the thing that makes you socially vulnerable is being racialized as a Palestinian. And so for me, part of it is saying, look, in the same way we cared about South Africa because it was the right thing to do, but it was an anti-racist struggle in the same way that we could look in other countries and see an anti-racist struggle. This is an anti-racist struggle. The other thing is our fates are bound together, right? White supremacy don't got a passport, right? It doesn't stop at the border. White supremacy is a global system. So if we're gonna dismantle white supremacy, if we're gonna dismantle racism, we're gonna dismantle sexism, homophobia, whatever, we have to look globally. And, and also I, I think that there's value 
and just doing it because it's the right thing to do. You know, there are if, if, if Jewish people were under occupation in Israel right now by Palestinians, I'd be fighting on behalf of my Jewish brothers and sisters. Right. Mm -hmm. Just like I fight for Jewish brothers and sisters here in the United States and around the world against anti-Semitism. You know, I fight for the rights of people who are vulnerable no matter where they are, whether it's, 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 it's Muslims in Kashmir or, or Kashmir or, or in China, Uyghurs in China. I don't care where it is. My, my job is to speak out because that's how I was taught. That's how I was trained. What are the misconceptions about the Palestine-Israel struggle? Yeah, that is the, break that down a little bit because a lot of people might not know or might have forgot because we haven't spoken. I, I think the last time we spoke about it was actually when you... When you were here. <laughs> are you a big right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the biggest misconception is that this... One is that this is... Then people always been fighting. That's just what they do. Right. Um, we have the same challenge with black people. Right. If if there is a shooting and 30 people die in Chicago over the weekend, you know, we might be like, damn. But in the back of a lot of people's minds, because of how white supremacy has trained us, we're also kind of like, yeah, that's what do. Right. We kill each other. And so people aren't outraged. But if I say 30 people died in Westchester this weekend, there was a shooting in, in Connecticut. People be like, oh, my God, what happened? Who died? Who's, who, has there been an arrest? We need more. Because there's a sense that this shouldn't happen here. Correct. So part of one of the misconceptions is that Arabs and, and just be fighting. Right. And they've been doing this for centuries. This is not a centuries long fight. The second uh, misconception is that this is a religious battle. This is a battle over land. This is a battle. This is a, this is a struggle against colonialism. This is a struggle for people's rights to get people's homes back, to get the right to move freely, the, the right to be a full citizen. This is a battle that ain't got nothing. I won't say nothing to do with religion, but it's not centered in religion. Yeah, I think it's very hard for black people in America to see themselves standing up and fighting for someone in another country because we're still battling oppression and systemic racism here. Word, you know, and, and that's why my priority issue is battling systemic racism uh, in the United States. But I do think there's value in solidarity. If you think about, because a lot of these same people that say that say they love Malcolm X. Mm -hmm. But Malcolm X writes a, writes a, a, an article in the Egyptian Gazette in, uh, I believe, September of 1964 called Zionist Logic, where he's critiquing the Israeli occupation. Mm -hmm. You know, Martin Luther King was saying, we can't go to Vietnam. And here's why. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? When you think about our biggest leaders they had global visions they had a global analysis and so and it wasn't just because they were good people who, who cared about people elsewhere although that was true they understood that we can't disconnect this thing we can't end war and poverty and racism if we don't have a global vision mm -hmm. and so i get why black people are like look i can't worry about them palestinians i gotta worry about getting shot by the police right here i ain't mad at you but for those of us that have that global vision it's for us to make those connections and also to understand why people are dealing with the dealing what they're dealing with right here all right keep it locked we got more with mark lamar here when we come back it's the breakfast club good morning morning everybody it's dj nv angela Yee, charlamagne the guy we are the breakfast club we have mark lamont hill in the building so what do you think joe biden will do to help the middle east nothing the united states doesn't have feelings it has interests and the United States has an interest in controlling the Middle East, just like the British had a, or in the French had an interest in controlling the Middle East, just like the British and the French and, and so forth, and, and, and Belgium, you know, Belgium and whoever had interest in controlling Africa. The United States ain't gonna do nothing different. One of the things I talk about in, um, in except for Palestine is that Donald Trump, in many ways, becomes the boogeyman. Mm -hmm. We say, oh, Donald Trump moved the embassy, the U.S. embassy, to 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 Jerusalem, which goes against international law. Oh, he cut these funds. He did that. True. But Donald Trump is just continuing a bipartisan American policy in the Middle East. We have and we have plundered the Middle East and Africa under Trump, under Clinton, under Bush, under Obama, under Carter, all the way back. So I don't expect Biden to be any different. And it's not just on the Middle East. It's on other issues. Is Biden better than Trump? 
a million times better. Am I glad I voted for Biden over Trump? Absolutely. I ain't, I don't, I ain't lost a, a, a minute of sleep about that. But I also manage my expectations. My vision for what Joe Biden is going to do is more about what we're going to do. If we organize and push him, he'll go somewhere. In the 70s, he didn't want to desegregate schools. He was against gay marriage before he was for it. Mm -hmm. He was, um, you know, you're going down the list of the crime, all the stuff we already know. But we pushed him. Again, politicians don't have feelings, they have interests. And until we make him do better, we ain't going to get better. So I don't, I, don't, I don't put my hope in politicians. I put my faith in the people. Hey, and congratulations, too. I see that you, um, you're going to be on the Black News Channel. Yes. So I, I'm real hype about this, man. I got two new jobs this year, despite being I've been canceled a lot of times. Uh, not as many times as you, but I've been canceled a lot of times. Like, what? <laughs> I've definitely been canceled a lot. But it's it's like annual now for me. So so um, I got a job at Al Jazeera, which is where I'm at right now. I'm about to start my show uh, called Upfront. Uh, and now I'm also at Black News Channel, which is a channel that started a year ago, but COVID hit. Mm -hmm. We got new leadership. We got a whole great lineup. And I'm going to have an 8 o'clock news show, 8 p.m. on Black News Channel. We're in 52 million homes. So this isn't like bootleg TV. We're going to be on all the major cable networks. We're in all of them now. My show launches the first week in April. It's going to be called Black News Tonight. I'm going to have black people on. It's going to be, I'm trying to do what we did at BET, and I'm still at BET, by the way. Um, I'm, I'm trying to do what we did at BET, which is to have black news, but not just politics. It, it, I really, in some ways, I'm trying to do what y'all do. It's like politics is important. We got to talk about it. But like I mentioned earlier, that Gorilla Glue story is something that I would have talked about, right? Oh, yeah. and, and and had black women talk about why this story is important and why we shouldn't be clowning that girl. I'd have some, uh, I would have the conversation about drugs. I want to have the conversation about music. Bobby Shmurda's home. I want to have the conversation about, look, why are we celebrating Bobby Shmurda? But let me be very clear. I'm celebrating Bobby Shmurda. Shout out to Bobby Shmurda. Okay. But, I want people, but a lot of people outside are like, why would you be celebrating me to seven years in prison? I think because he ain't right. And I respect that. Mm -hmm. And people would be like, why are you as a PhD holding professor celebrating somebody for not writing? Because it's an ethical and moral principle we got to uphold and it's a deeper issue. Yeah, I changed the language a little bit too, right? Because for me, I, I, I totally understand the not ratting thing. I respect Bobby Smyrna and Rowdy Rebel because we live in an era where nobody wants to be held accountable for the consequences of their actions. Bobby Fact. and Rowdy, mm -hmm. were, they held themselves accountable absolutely they right. went and did their time i right. respect that they knew that it was consequences and repercussions to the things that they did and they did it they didn't bring nobody else down in the process they just went and handled they handle that's what i respect absolutely i respect that too and 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 but part of it's also about keeping your word so it's about being accountable for your actions it's also about keeping your word if the three of us go and commit a crime and i'm like yo i got y'all no matter what happened you know whoever get caught everybody don't say shit. and then i get caught and i start saying shit. That's right. an ethical and moral issue. And it's not it's not like I'm turning you in because I want justice. I'm turning you in so that I can be out. You know what I mean? That's why that's why Takashi is, is, is such a problematic figure for me. For me, he's a terrible person. And the fact that he's on the street and other people are in jail says that snitching culture and rat culture doesn't even it doesn't keep any moral uh, stability in our nation. That's all about locking people up. So when I when, so if I say like Takashi, it's not because you know, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to live some life I ain't live. It's not about none of that, right? It's about me trying to hold a standard for our community. Yeah, I'm glad that you have a show because I think it's a shame that, you know, CNN, MSNBC throughout the week, there's only two shows hosted by black people. You got Joy Reid on MSNBC and Don Lemon on CNN. Mm -hmm. Throughout the whole rest of the day on CNN, MSNBC, it's just white people. CNN is just all, literally, you can watch CNN from 10 a.m. to whatever time Don Lemon comes on. And it's just white women, white women, white women, white women. Then Anderson Cooper, Don Lemon, our, our 
Anderson Cooper Cuomo than Don Lemon. <laughs> right, exactly. And, and you know, I, it's going to sound like I'm hating because I, I got fired, but, like, that's not what TV is supposed to look like. You know what I mean? And, and, and we need more representation. But the problem is we live in a world where black is seen as particular and white is seen as universal. Mm-hmm. So if, that's why you have all white bachelors, right? That's why Living Single is a black show. And we friends. finally got a black bachelor now, though. We finally got one now. Finally, after 24 seasons, right? They, they, and this is the most racist season of the bachelor I've seen. People going to antebellum parties, all kinds of shit. That's, right. that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it, the black, and, but what happens, right? People say, oh, it's a black person. That's not for us. If it's white, it's for everybody. Friends is for everybody. Living single is for black people. Right. Same damn show, right? We have to, we have, until people understand that black people are human beings with a universal experience, we won't have that. Now, I don't care whether white people ever see me as human. I'm past that stage in my life. Now I'm about what do black people think? What do black people need? And that's why I'm happy to be at BET. That's why I'm happy to be at BNC. That's why I'm happy to be at Al Jazeera. And I'm happy to have all these damn jobs after getting fired for two years. And you know what I mean? <laughs> Look, there you have it. Life is good. You know, you said something real quick. I mean, we can't end on this. Like, man, if, if they can't ever see us as human, right? If we can't get human rights, how are we ever going to get civil rights? Right. That, that's right. Um, the idea that black people are human is a relatively new idea uh, to a whole lot of people. For some, it's a futuristic one, you know. Um, we have to either convince the world that we're human, which has not worked because that's not how white supremacy works, or we have to get to a space of saying, I don't care, and building our own and fighting and having a real people's uh, struggle for justice. And, but that means we got to support each other. We got to stand up for each other. That's why the snitching thing bothers me so much, right? It's not some, some street shit for me. It's, it's about saying, what's our internal code? What's our value for ourselves? What what can we do? What can we build? That's Absolutely. right. Well, thank you for joining us, brother. Except for Palestine, it's out right now. That's right. That's it. That's it. They calling me to say, y'all, I love y'all. Appreciate you, y'all. Peace, Mark. All right, brother. It's the Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, LeBron James responded to soccer player Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Did I say it right? Sounds Criticisms right. of him being politically active. Now, here's what Zlatan said. He's a phenomenal in what he's doing. But I don't like when people, when they have a, they, some kind of status and they go in and they do politics at the same time what they're doing. I mean, do what you're good at. I play football because I'm the best in playing football. I don't do politics. If I would be a political politician i would do politics well lebron responded and said that he does need to use his platform for what people are going through and students as well here's what he said you know i would never uh, shut up about things that's um that's wrong um i, I preach about my people and i preach about uh you know equality social injustice racism um things that go on in our community um, because I was a part of my community at one point and seeing the things that was going on and I know that you know what's going on still because I have a, a group of uh, 300 plus kids at my school that's going through the same thing and they need a, a voice and I'm their voice I'm their voice and I use my platform to continue to shed light on everything that may be going on not only in my community but around the you know this country and around the world yeah I in mean, addition he- LeBron went on to say that Zlatan was a hypocrite because he said that Zlatan used his own fame to speak out on issues of racism in Sweden so you can't talk about me not speaking out, but then you're over here speaking out. Yeah, he basically told LeBron to shut up and dribble. And I think whenever you mm-hmm. have a platform, you should speak out against injustice. And I don't understand Absolutely. how that football player doesn't understand that if black people are experiencing injustice in America, a black person has every right to feel away and speak out against it. And the NBA players, you know, they're very vocal. They have every right to be vocal. 
Except for when it comes to any injustices folks may be experiencing at the hands of the Chinese government. You know, yeah, I don't see why you have you to be one-dimensional. Like, why can't you <clears throat> play sports but also care about what happens to your people? Right. Especially people if, in, why can't you? Yeah, this is especially ridiculous. if you're black. If you're black, you're going to care about what happens to other black people. Just like, you know, Jeremy Lin, I'm sure, as an Asian man, cares about everything that's happening with Asian people right Absolutely. now. Like, how do you expect them not to speak out about that? True. All right, now, Oprah, they gave a first look at her sit-down interview that she has with Meghan Markle and Prince Harry, and there's a teaser available now, a CBS primetime special. And here is a preview of that. Were you silent or were you silenced? I just want to make it clear to everybody there is no subject that's off-limits. Almost unsurvivable sounds like there was a breaking point. My biggest concern was history repeating itself. You've said some pretty shocking things here. Wait, hold, hold up. Wait a minute. So it's going to air March 7th, by the way. Who that is now? Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Oh, okay. You know, they actually left uh, from being a Duke and the Duchess of Sussex and, you know, left Buckingham Palace. And it was a big deal when it happened. And she talks about a lot of things that she experienced and being attacked all the time and mm -hmm. The trauma from that so it's interesting conversation and it's their first major broadcast they're doing since giving up their senior royal duties and they said that it's uh, according to sources it's the best interview she's ever done weren't they supposed to start a podcast or something i thought i saw that somewhere they Wasn't were supposed to yeah with spotify or somebody mm -hmm. all right now tiger woods has also made his first comment since his crash happened and he said it's hard to explain how touching today was when i turned on the tv and saw all the red shirts that's in reference to his peers wearing his signature sunday outfit red shirt and black pants during the final round of the wcg workday championship he said to every golfer and every fan you are truly helping me get through this tough time okay you know they're saying that they believe i saw a forensic expert was saying it seems like he must have fell asleep behind the wheel that's what they're they're thinking happened so far all right, and Lady Gaga is going to pay over 500000 She's going to pay a $500,000 reward to a person, a mystery woman who returned her bulldog safe and sound. If you guys heard this story, uh, somebody actually violently abducted her dogs from her dog walker, Ryan Fisher, who's also her close friend, and shot him in the chest. Mm -hmm. Her third dog uh, escaped the attack and was later found by police, and now a woman has found these dogs and is returning them and she's getting that $500,000 reward. Yeah, they were tied up in the alley or something like that, right? Into a pole or something. And now she's getting that $500,000? Sheesh. Well, you know, uh, some people are saying that they don't think that's a good idea because now it's going to encourage other people to uh, attack and steal dogs to be able to return them for uh, re yeah, reward Yeah, but not too many money. people going to get Lady Gaga's dogs. And I'm sure Lady Gaga's going to have some security. If she could pay $500,000 to get a dog back, she, she could have security for her dogs. So they didn't arrest the people? No, they I don't think they know who it is. Yes. Allegedly. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm sure if they do enough digging, they can find them damn. Yeah, I'm, and they are. Because I'm sure the people that are, that stole that dog went and got them a front person to turn the dog in that and get that half a million somehow, dollars. Somehow, some way, maybe. Come on. Come on. All right. And the Source Awards are coming back after a 17 year hiatus. Londell McMillan is spearheading the return of the award show. He said hip hop needs its premiere award show back after every award show. Our social media at the source explodes. So back by popular demand. Yeah, I mean, I do think hip hop needs an award show for sure. I don't know about this year. Maybe next year. Yeah, because I don't want to do nothing virtual. Yeah, you shouldn't do it virtual. Like the relaunch of the source awards definitely shouldn't be virtual. Got to be live. All right. Now, the New York Times has done an article about T.I. and Tiny being accused of sexual abuse. According to an attorney, they said... 
that they are going to they are asking authorities to launch a criminal investigation after dozens of women have come forward with allegations of sexual abuse. They're saying right now at least uh, 11 different women have come 11 accusers uh, have come forward. And according to T.I. and Tiny, they're saying that it is a shakedown. And their attorney is denying the accusations in a statement that was provided to spin. They said Clifford T.I. and Tamika Harris deny in the strongest possible terms these unsubstantiated and baseless allegations. We are confident that if these claims are thoroughly and fairly investigated, no charges will be forthcoming. Yeah, I mean, that's why the investigation is good, because now they have to, you know, dig into those claims. So Mm -hmm. let due process do what due process do. All right. Well, that is your rumor reports. And listen, right. happy born day to Harry Belafonte, too. Harry Belafonte is 94 years old today, okay? Mm-hmm. Respect to that elder. If you have the opportunity to soak up, you know, game from that triple OG, do it because it's no telling, you know, when he'll be returning to the essence. And salute to the gathering for justice. Um, Yesterday, they had a surprise virtual, you know, born day celebration for Harry Belafonte called The Gathering for Harry, and it was hosted by Tiffany Haddish and, and myself. So salute to the whole gathering for justice and happy born day to harry belafonte once Absolutely. again you should start to mix happy off by birthday. playing Dale. We say day, we say whatever i can't Daylight remember come, come and we wanna go home don't hey, mr man you don't know the words he's just saying anything i don't think harry said nothing about no mr i said i didn't say nothing about you did no i did not you just said that oh i don't know yes all right by the way, if Harry was a, a young man, they'd call that mumble rap right now, by the way. <laughs> they absolutely would call that mumble rap. All right. Classic record, though. All right. Well, Revolt, we'll see you tomorrow. Everybody else, the People's Choice mixes up next. Let's go. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. It's March 1st. It's Women's History Month. And who we repping today, Yee? This Monday morning, March 1st, for Women's History Month, we are celebrating Viola Davis. Now, Viola Davis was the first woman of color to win the Best Actress in a Drama Series Award at the Emmys in 2015. And she talked about the difficulties black women have in getting lead roles. She won that for How to Get Away with Murder. And she's also the first African-American to achieve the triple crown of acting, having won an Academy Award, a Primetime Emmy Award, and two Tony Awards. She has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Here is her speech from the 2015 Emmys. Who won the world? It's Women's History Month, and we're celebrating the most influential women in history. Check out this phenomenal woman. In my mind, I see a line. And over that line, I see green fields and lovely flowers and beautiful white women with their arms stretched out to me over that line. But I can't seem to get over that line. That was Harriet Tubman in the 1800s. And let me tell you something. The only thing that separates women of color from anyone else is opportunity. You cannot win an Emmy for roles that are simply not there. So here's to all the writers, the awesome people that are Ben Sherwood, Paul Lee, Peter Nowak, Shonda Rhimes, people who have redefined what it means to be beautiful, to be sexy, to be a leading woman, to be black. And to the Taraji P. Hensons, the Kerry Washingtons, the Halle Berrys, the Nicole Baharis, the Megan Goods, to Gabrielle Union, thank you for taking us over that line. And that was another phenomenal woman in history.
That's right. That was Viola Davis. We are celebrating her today for Women's History Month. She also has her own production company with her husband, Julius Tenen, called Juvie Productions. But we love her because not only is she an amazing actor, she also is recognized for her advocacy, for talking about human rights and talking about justice and equality for women and women of color. I absolutely shout to Miss Viola Davis. March 1st, you know, the whole month of March is Women's History Month. And when we come back, we got the positive note. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, shout to Fredo Bang for joining us. That's right. Very Mm -hmm. talented artist. Very talented And also very, very cool to talk to. Absolutely. He has good conversation. Shout out to Baton Rouge. Which is why I don't understand, because I don't be all up in the kids' business. But, you know, um, I just saw a bunch of people online saying... You know, tell him to stop beefing with everybody. I'm just like, this guy is such a pleasant person. Who could he be beefing with? You know what I mean? Yes. And also, shout out to Mark Lamont Hill for joining us this morning as well. Yes, uh, Mark Lamont Hill has a new book out called Except for Palestine, The Limits of Progressive Politics. It's actually Mark Lamont Hill and Michael, um, well, Mitchell, what's Mitchell's last name? Mitchell uh, Plitnik, I think it is. Yeah, Mitchell Plitnik. So check out Mark Lamont Hill's new book, Except for Palestine, The Limits of Progressive Politics. All right. Now, um, shout out to everybody again. Uh, we'll see you guys in Atlanta, not this week. Next week, we had to push it back because one of the members had COVID. He's doing fine. He's fully recovered. So if you want to learn more about real estate and getting into the real estate game, we're going to be in Atlanta hosting our seminar. Uh, shout out to my partner, Caesar as well, who just released his new book, Flipping Keys. So we're going to be talking about how we got in the industry, how we make money, and, and all that through real estate. Now, yeah, you're going to be on the... Uh, uh, EYO podcast tonight, right? Oh, yes, I am going to be on Earn Your Leisure tonight. So that's live at 8 o'clock tonight. So I'll be on with it with them. Yep. Today's also a big day for me. I'm actually signing my lease today. I'm opening a coffee shop in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And so today is the lease signing day. So I'll be taking care of that. So shout out to everybody at Cup Coffee Uplifts People and Brooklyn Roasting. This is huge for me. Uh, another brick and mortar location here in Brooklyn. All right. Charlamagne, you got a positive note? I do, man. The positive note is simply this. Uh, eventually, all pieces fall into place. Until then, laugh at the confusion, live for the moment, and know that everything happens for a reason. Breakfast Club, bitches! We all finished or y'all done?